Welcome to In Between. Right now I'm doing one of my most favorite things in the world, which is uh, going from A to B in Ericsha in Delhi. Whenever I get to choose between using Uber or using the metro or using an auto, which is Ericsha, I always go for Ericsha because somehow I feel it's such a nice way to travel. Not like in a closed space, like in a car, but you can interact with the environment around you. You can see things, you feel the wind, you can talk to people. Street children come and beg and you just, you make so many more experiences and it's just so good to like just drive and clear your head. And many times when I'm doing this, I uh, listen to WhatsApp voice messages, especially uh, After I sent out the podcast, I got a lot of feedback and a lot of the feedback was in the form of voice messages and some of them were nearly little podcasts themselves because they were like 20 minutes or whatever. People were giving me feedback and commenting on things I said in the podcast, asking questions. So I really liked that. The fact that people gave me so much space, like listening to my struggles and experiences and all of it and that made me feel so good and it's yeah just beautiful so thanks to everyone who gave me feedback or reacted in some way to the podcast but it also makes me feel a bit more nervous about doing the second episode because when I did the first one I didn't have any audience in mind I just did it and now suddenly I know who is going to listen to it and who is listening so that's special <laughs> and what I also love a lot is the fact that somehow with some people I think this podcast started some kind of dialogue right where I'm podcasting I get a voice message in return where people react to it and I now I'll podcast again and this kind of dialogue which started I find so interesting and I'm so grateful for that favorite places and today I've been thinking a lot about the the way you come back to a place in my case a city Delhi where uh, I don't know, in your head there is already exists some kind of map of this place, like think of Google Map or something, where different places are pinpoint, like restaurants or the places where your friends live or parks you go, and then you have all these routes where you go from one place to the other or these whole days that you spend going from here to this market and then you eat there and this and that. Yeah, I find it so interesting how I'm back here and... And now I am again doing the same routes and sometimes with the same people, sometimes with different people. Yeah, in many ways it feels different. Like there is a whole layering. I'm I'm going the same routes, but like now it's one year later that I'm going them and some places are the same. Most places look quite the same and only, yeah, it feels different to be here because my relationships to the people I go are different. Some relationships are a lot more close suddenly, which is also interesting. And I'm wondering, is it because people feel like, wow, now I'm really, I've come back and I will keep coming back and I'm like a constant thing in their lives. 
and with other people with some people it's more distant or some relationships between friend groups I have been hanging out with are not are different today so yeah it's kind of it's the same place it's completely recognizable as the same places or the same two free places you visit when you're in an area but it feels slightly different slightly off sometimes like in a dream you still recognize the place but the things which happen are, are different or unexpected and also sometimes you discover some blind spots on your maps or some places you always wanted to go and now finally you can go it's interesting how this google map kind of map <laughs> of delhi in my head like is under construction the whole time also what i feel is the mind works in very funny ways so for example a friend of mine he lives in a very kind of working class neighborhood with like all these small little streets together and to get to his place there are different ways but one of the ways is like getting up a really steep small iron stair and so I've been going up and down the stairs many times while I was here during that year and now also I was coming back to visit him a few times and uh, somehow something felt weird with the stairs although they looked exactly the same and I think what is happening is that uh, I suddenly realized that at the bottom of the stairs there used to sit a man and he is like a a butcher so he kills chickens and then he sells the meat right there and he has two daughters and they always are there they were there in the evening helping him cleaning and just working there and all the time I was wondering like shouldn't you be studying <laughs> and there are two daughters and both of them yeah I saw them all the time or I used to see them or let's say I didn't even realize that I saw them all the time but now that they were not there I suddenly realized hey but these stairs to the stairs these two girls belong they have to be there and one of the girls always used to smile at me and I used to smile back at her till it became kind of a ritual whenever I was going to that place I would see her I would smile at her she would smile at me done and that's kind of very sweet and now suddenly that they are not here anymore and of course I asked my friend like where are they why are they not here he was like no it's she's still there you just don't see her like wait a bit and now I saw her once but yeah, it's interesting how small things are connected to places which we don't even realize only once we visit them again. Because in the bigger picture, I wouldn't have thought of that. Or uh, yesterday I was at university and I went to a toilet somewhere and there was like a sticker um, on the inside of the door. So since you don't have a lot to do anyway, you start reading it and it's always like in Devnagri, so like the Hindi scripture. And uh, so of course I'm always up for the challenge to try and read like I can read it but like really slow like a child so I was reading it and uh, yeah it, while I was reading it there was something about labor rights I was like wow I've been reading that before oh my god that sticker is still here after one year and I I've been reading that sticker so many times and I completely forgot and it's like this small little things about places Ah, uh, it's just interesting how the mind works. Then I remember that one thing I talked a lot in the last episode was um, the fact that I feel that I still move the same in Delhi. Like I still move like a fish in the water. I know where to go and what to do. But by now I changed my mind a bit. I think I'm moving even more confident than before. For example... I don't know, a lot of stupid things don't happen to me anymore. Like earlier, all the time, like 
I don't know, beggars would come to me, or it would be, I don't know, it would be difficult to get rid of some people, or I would get in some weird situations, but I feel like by now that's not happening anymore, because I move a lot more confident, and also I know whom to smile at and whom not to smile at, whom to look in the eyes and whom not to look in the eyes, so yeah, things are changing quite a bit, have changed quite a bit, and I get to feel that, and also I feel more confident to go to places alone or also when it's late and maybe I have to go into the do- in the dark or something. By now I can do it, but I also think a lot of comfort comes with more Hindi. But anyway, I see some difference in that, for sure. For example, the other day I was like thinking, I was visiting a friend and she lives in a locality, it's like 10 minutes to the main street, but it's like a lot of small little streets and it was already 10.30 in the evening and I was like, should I go alone or not? Actually, it's not dangerous. On the other hand, it's also not the best idea ever. So eventually I decided I'll just go. It's not so far. I've also came by walking. I can do it. And I went and when I finally reached uh, the entrance gate uh, to the big street, it was closed. And I was like, oh my god, no. And there was like a guy standing outside and he was like, see, it's closed. And I was like, brilliant. How am I going to get out now? He was like, no, you have to go all the way back and all the way around. And I already saw myself getting completely lost in all of these small little streets. And I was like, no, that can't happen. So I was like, okay, you know what? I like looked at him, but he looked kind of educated and decent guy, probably a student. I was like, listen, you have to help me climb the gate like okay but I'm waiting for my father and like see it's gonna be really quickly and I gave him my bag and I climbed the gate between some electric cables and I feel like earlier I would have never done that I would have anyway never walked anyway never something but yeah somehow by now things just work out or you start to live the same flexible way like just do some chugar chugar is my favorite word in Hindi it means like to make things work like in sometimes unusual ways just get the job done in whatever way so you kind of start adopting this way of thinking and somehow it always works out like a solution is always there or someone pops up who helps you and uh, yeah that way of looking at life or going through life it has something really beautiful which I never do at home because at home I feel like no I have to have the perfect plan I have to know what I'm doing and here it's more like you can rely on other people to help you or on other solutions to pop up. And yes, you have to get used to it, you have to embrace it, but somewhere it's, it's also really beautiful because you feel so guided. You just go along and things just work out and happen, never the way you planned, but still, no matter what, they always work out. Then I want to talk about a pretty beautiful day I had a couple of days before. So since I am looking for my PhD topic, so sometimes this can really freak you out because it's such a lonely search. No one can choose for you what's the right topic and what you should work on, what's a smart thing to do. Because, yeah, to me it feels like in five weeks I have to choose a topic which I'm going to dedicate five years of my life to, which is pretty stressful and makes me feel lots of pressure sometimes and makes me feel quite alone. So I talked to some of my friends and I was like, oh God, like, ah, it's really getting to me. This is all so stressful. Ah. And they were like, don't worry. Like, 
let's meet and let's talk about it. Maybe we can brainstorm, maybe we can help you. I was like, oh God, <laughs> you guys are haven't sent, yes, please. And these friends are like the couple, like my best friends. So I've already told about them a lot. So of course we met up and we made a huge, yeah, we made a small program for the whole afternoon, evening. So me and the girl, we decided to meet up in Janpat. That's a market. I used to go there all the time to buy clothes and earrings. So I came there by auto and I was there a bit too early and she came late. Like some, because some problem with the metro was there in which she was. So that was fine. So I was just sitting and watching what's happening around me. And then something funny happened. Some old guy approached me and he was like, I know you. You used to come here all the time. He said that to me in Hindi and I looked at him like, I mean, you're right. I used to come here all the time, but that was like a year ago. Now I didn't come for a year. He was like, yeah, but I remember your face. You used to be here all the time. It's like, okay, this all feels a little bit strange. What should I feel about this? But anyway, since I don't have time at my hand, why not talk a bit and practice my Hindi? And then we had a nice little chat. He talked about his village and that he thinks the honking of the cars in Delhi is a real illness, like the worst thing happening in Delhi. And he talked about how exercise is important for every person and a lot of things. And we just had a nice little chat and then he was about to go and I thought, oh no, so now let's see, either he wants money or he's going to be weird or something because, I don't know, it was so random and even till now I don't feel that he actually remembers me. He must be confusing me with someone else, but anyway you never know but then all he said was like you know I'm so happy that I met you again like okay bye and then he was gone <laughs> like these small little miracles or strange encounters I love it it's beautiful so then eventually <laughs> my friend came like maybe some five minutes after this encounter and we went shopping with another friend and uh, it was beautiful lots of bargaining huggling we went for some food and just had a lot of fun and then uh, her husband my other friend was with us and so since they're living a bit outside of Delhi we had a long car ride in front of us and at that time it has always a lot of traffic jam because everyone is heading home because a lot of people live out some 40 minutes outside Delhi but they work in the central areas of the city so then uh, <laughs> we were in the car and there was really like, I think one hour or more traffic jam and that could have been very boring, but it wasn't boring at all because uh, yeah, with them, I just always have so much fun and they have like uh, an app on their phone where you can listen to music and you see the lyrics so you can really sing along. So we were like <laughs> crawling forward like like snails in traffic jams, super slow while we were listening to heavy metal and Linkin Park and singing like as loud as we could in the car. It was just so beautiful and so funny. And I always sit in the back of the car, like in the middle and they sit in the front. And so many times like I thought, wow, I'm so happy I met these people and was able to hit this kind of connection with them. It's just so beautiful. And it got even more beautiful when we reached that place because uh, then they were like, okay, so let's sit down. And we sat down on the bed and they were like, wait a second. And they grabbed their notebooks and then they were like, okay, shoot, tell us your ideas or of topics which you have, what's happening. And the fact that they were there giving me that space to talk about my insecurities, my ideas, my all the confusion in my head, which was, I felt so alone with 
was so nice, especially because they don't work in science. They're not researchers. They are no, they have they work in very different fields. But the fact that they were really sitting there and trying to brainstorm with me, just the fact that someone gives you that space, I don't know. It's incredible. I have no words for it, and it made me feel so happy. And we brainstormed for quite a while. Like we answered many questions, like. What kind of a topic do you want? What do you mean when you say... That's what they asked me. What do you mean when you say you want it to be important or you want it to be meaningful? Meaningful to whom and how? And so many big questions for the for which I also don't have answers. And it's too long to document all of this. But uh, And we talked a lot about that they said, yeah, but it's important that you do not only uh, always do research on Delhi and the metropoles and the people there because real India is in the villages and is in the smaller cities, tier two, tier three cities, I think they call it. But then again, we talked about access, right? Like since I already know that for me, meeting people who are from a lower class is a lot more difficult and getting access, getting to know them. And also, I want the next five years to be a good time a nice time in my life and that's why I'm looking for something close to Delhi because I love Delhi and here I have a network and I have people so it's so many decisions which are not only about research but also about life which are uh, very practical and I used to be someone who was like oh I'm going to do research in a slum you know like crazy and all of that but today I feel like I'm more practical because I think I can do something really good if I am feeling good with it and I admire people who don't need that but I feel I need people around which I like a place which I like so yeah, so many decisions are coming in. Yeah, eventually, however, we came up with a small topic. It's a topic which I have been thinking about a year ago. That's the first time I noticed it, but I forgot it again. And I will just sketch it like briefly because maybe it's interesting for you. And let's see, maybe I'm not going to follow up with the topic, but anyway. So I am very active in the Acro Yoga group in Delhi. So Acro Yoga is like a mix of yoga and partner acrobatics. I'm doing that since five years, also in Switzerland. And I got into that group in Delhi. That's also where I know these two friends from. And this group is quite middle class. So people speak English, like a mix of English and Hindi. And people come from middle class backgrounds. But there were always these two guys who did not really fit into it and even I noticed that because they were mostly speaking Hindi not much English both of them were very had super trained bodies and all but the way they acted like one of them for example once asked me for a selfie and I was like oh weird because that's something which strangers do to you in India all the time but I was like hey we're friends we're training together every weekend like we haven't really talked a lot because my Hindi was not that good at that time but still it was weird and I knew that at least one of them is like living more outside Delhi and is like really coming by bus three, three hours for one way, like every weekend to train with us. And later I found out that both of them have YouTube and Insta channels where they have a massive amount of followers, like hundred thousands of followers. And these channels are completely in Hindi. So one is a contortionist and handstands practitioner. Both of them do some kind of yoga tutorial videos and trainings videos, all in Hindi. And by talking to my two friends, we came up with the observation that social media has actually changed lives in many ways. For example, for these two people, but probably for many more. 
people who were to say it with the words of my friends like nobodies who come from places which no one knows from families in which people struggle to get food on the table suddenly by just using a phone right you don't need anything else than a phone to shoot some videos or take some pictures for instagram suddenly are able to to become someone so to speak so get a lot more confidence and reach out to so many people and show their skill to so many people and i also know for a fact that one of them i think he is living off photo shootings by now so people text him and pm him that they want to shoot videos with him do photo shootings or have private classes with him or whatever and he lives off that and i think that must be very interesting also because if you're coming from quite a traditional background your parents will say like see get a job do some hard work but then to say like see i'm i am earning my money with doing handstands or doing whatever yoga tutorial videos and the money actually is coming in that is a quite alternative career which was not possible earlier and which i think must be a big change also in their biographies and since i am in my research very interested in biographies and yeah doing narrative interviews where people just talk about either their whole life or some kind of topic in their life for as long as they want and i just let them talk that would be super interesting to meet these kind of people and yeah just talk to them about how social media has influenced their life how it has changed their life what has changed career wise but also inside of them as people in their family environment in their villages that would be really interesting because it's a global phenomena and especially also in india internet has become a lot more a lot cheaper in the last years so a very wide range of people suddenly has access to mobile phones and internet and is somehow through social media getting a platform to showcase their talents so that would be something interesting and again i would be able to talk to people who are not middle class metropolitan people but from these lower class people which i usually don't get a lot of access so let's see i'll i texted both of them and said that i want to talk to them and i'm really interested in their stories and if they remember me from the trainings and both of them remember me and let's see they said they'll come next sunday so i can talk to them and find out if that topic really could be interesting and in many ways i also feel like uh, it's so hard to make topics when you're far away for example one topic i had the poetry topic i already talked about last time which i liked a lot but still i couldn't find that missing puzzle piece which makes research necessary or that one thing which is so puzzling and you have you want to go and research and understand why this works like this so i dropped this topic and another one i had was like uh, was about nonviolent communication after marshall rosenberg because i am quite interested in this form of commun- in this form of communication and a friend in delhi told me oh i'm going to these meetings like every friday you should also come it's interesting and since communication in india really works differently like in some spheres of life like on the street a lot of confrontation is allowed while in other spheres of life not and many hierarchies are playing in it just works very differently so i thought wow that must be so interesting if people meet regularly they bring their issues which they in which they feel they need another communication to solve them that could be such an interesting place to look at communication in india 
So I really wanted to attend and I attended and it was in some house in the Radeposh area which is rented out for different events and the people who came were very diverse, especially all kinds of ages, young people but also older people. And then we were sitting, we were having chai and a bit of food and then we were sitting in a circle and we talked a bit theoretically about the whole method of nonviolent communication and eventually they wanted us to use a strategy for any dilemma so we had to pick a dilemma from our own life where we have to decide yes or no shall I do whatever yes no and then we had to use the strategy where you think about what do I feel if I do if I go for a yes what do I feel and if I have this feeling which need is behind this feeling which would be catered to or not catered to if I do a yes or a no so yeah we had different steps to go through and then we had a few demonstrations where people did that in the middle and then we were paired up with someone else and we would do that just the two of us and kind of helping the other person to figure out the need which is behind the feelings yeah you have then these needs are catered or not catered if I do that these needs are catered to or not catered to if I do that so that yeah should help you to solve your dilemma but what I felt was that a lot of the dilemmas were so similar like in Switzerland like some job decisions should I move away from my city to another city for this job yes or no or my relationship with my daughter is bad should I talk about it yes or no very similar issues which could have been which maybe are quite globally so that's why I decided that the topic might not fit although I feel that in the Indian context this kind of meetings are very interesting because I always feel that people here don't talk about their problems very fast because everyone seems to feel that I am everyone else is facing so much shit anyway like why should I put my problems on top of someone else when we could just like spend a good time together instead however this group has been meeting and doing nonviolent communication for the last 10 years every Friday which I find so remarkable and also the way people engaged and discussed and all yeah, it really made me feel good being a part of it and being able to see it. But again, I realized that was a topic I chose from back home. And once I'm here, like in the ground reality, it suddenly doesn't seem like the right topic anymore. Because I feel like the ideas I came with, I made at home, are very different. You never know how the field is going to be. You think it's a good idea when you're thousands of kilometers away, but suddenly when you're here, you feel like so many other things are important. Also, I felt so uninspired for like weeks, just doing Google search after Google search after Google search, not coming up with anything interesting. And now that I'm here and I meet people every day and I drive around in rickshaws and see things, I suddenly see so many stories which would be worth being told. And this, that is, I don't know, the same fascination I always had about India. Like, so much happening, so many stories and issues. It never gets boring. There's so much. Maybe because it's so many people, but also because it's so diverse and, yeah, just amazing. Like, I am so happy I can be here and can explore stories from a bit closer up instead of doing Google searches. Like yesterday, again, the whole day, I was like reading up on different topics and freaking out and this and that. And sometimes it can make you feel very lonely because no one else can decide for you which one is the right topic. No one knows what you should work on and you're all alone in your head all the time. 
And so after such a day, um, a friend called me and he was like, uh, hey, I'm, there's a lot of traffic jam. For me, I would be stuck in traffic jam if I go now, be better I go later and I'm close to your university. Do you want to meet up? And would you like to go to a Gurudwara? Have you ever been to a Gurudwara like at night? And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds so good. And also just going, meeting, talking to someone else, why not? So I was like, of course. And we met and he picked me up. And I said, but I'm hungry, so we have to have food first. So we went to some roadside uh, street food place close to the Gurudwara. And it was one of those places which I really love because they are so famous for the food they're making. In this case, it's Rajma Chawal, so and Baranta, of course. Uh, Rajma Chawal is like rice and beans. It reminds me a lot of Latin America whenever I eat it, but it's a very working class kind of a meal here. And the place was n completely inexpensive, so no, not fancy at all. But still, because the food has a certain status, and I feel like food has such a status in the... I don't know, in India, like people love to talk about food all the time and where it's best and this. But this place has, it attracts like w complete working class people. So I saw a lot of housemates and like workers, but also rich guys in fancy cars who who are eating the same food in the in their cars. And I love it. These places where everyone comes together because just the food is good and inexpensive, obviously. So we had our Rajma Chawal there and then we went to the Gurudwara. So a Gurudwara is a Sikh temple. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it like that, but let's, <laughs> let's leave it at that. They are usually white and golden, very big and very peaceful places. So that one is like around it, there's the whole craziness going on and traffic and shopping and all. But inside it's like an oasis, so peaceful. And I don't think I'm an expert on Sikh religion, but what I've seen about it, it's very peaceful and the, some of the concepts really appeal to me. For example, uh, the whole Gurudwara runs on seva. So this means like when you're working for free and you're not working for yourself, but you're working for the community. And that seva is done by all kinds of people. Again, like very rich people can be scrubbing the floor next to completely poor people. But all of them believe in this religion and in this concept. And there is always people who come and give out food or people who you have to take off your shoes, of course, so who take your shoes and, yeah, who scrub the floors and everything. And this is all done by volunteers and that's so beautiful. And also you, my friend pointed out to me, he was like, see, you never see beggars here. You see beggars and poor people, but they come, they have their food and then they sit quietly. They don't disturb other people which was, is also true, and I feel like it's really a community thing which helps a lot of people. And it's just a super peaceful place to come. So we went inside there, and it was night, but still there were many women also, and people scrubbing the floors, and there is like a water body in the middle, which is so beautiful, especially at night, and with the whole white marble and all. And we were like walking around, and... Yeah, listening to the prayers and just sitting there and yeah, chatting a bit. Like I loved it, completely cleared my mind, but I don't have any recordings because you're technically not allowed to record. And if I'm one of the only foreigners anyway, I don't really <laughs> need to overstep this rule. Although I know rules in India are not rules necessarily. And of course, uh, people are still taking selfies, even if you're not supposed to and so on. But I decided that sometimes you just need to enjoy a moment. You don't need to document all of it. 
but yeah, very interesting religion, interesting places. And my friend told me that he has been coming here for a long time, like just always in the evening after work to clear his mind, even though he's not a Sikh, he just loves the place. And yeah, we decided that maybe one day we're going to do some seva also, so that we can also, both of us, participate. He has done it before, and I don't know how they feel about foreigners doing that. But if I get the chance to do it, that will definitely be interesting. And this morning I had a nice conversation also with a friend, with some friends about uh, Bollywood. So since I'm learning Hindi, I love to listen to Bollywood songs and translate them. Especially the old, really old Bollywood songs from like the 60s. They are just so beautiful and poetic and it's always about love and heartbreak and yeah, all kinds of emotions. Because usually like my friends keep saying that uh, a Bollywood movie is just an excuse for <laughs> some five, six brilliant songs, which I think is true in many ways. And the songs like they bring... They talk about the things which cannot be said. So I love yous and all or emotions are not said in dialogues. But whenever there's some emotional thing going on, a song and singing and dancing is will be happening. So I really like that also. And what I really liked about the conversation we had, like I did my translation and they always very happily helped me with it. But what was really beautiful is uh, the, when they, especially one friend told me about... Uh, how Bollywood used to work in the 60s and of course he is too young to have seen that but I'm guessing he talks from what his parents have seen and I'm also not sure if it's completely true or authentic but whatever but I like that small anecdote he said he told me so he said that earlier whenever there was a Bollywood movie released a few weeks before they would release the the very old not the CDs these very old recordings where you need to have this God, I don't know the word in English. <laughs> Schallplatte. Anyway, the thing which comes before the CD, <laughs> where they would uh, release these ones just with the songs. So people would, weeks before, would listen to the songs. They would know the, all the emotions of the songs already, even though they didn't know the story of the Bollywood movie, which is going to come. But like a big part of the nation would like, yeah, be be happy, looking forward to the movie, learning the song. And eventually when the movie came out, like um, people would go to the cinemas and already know the songs and sing with the songs and finally learn the story. And this kind of anticipation and this kind of, yeah, being a whole community and waiting for something cultural like this, so beautiful. This seemed so like, ah, super beautiful to me. And in stark contrast to today, right, where so many movies are released in India as well as in Switzerland in the same month where we watch a trailer and then we go. And it's not like such a long happening, which is like part of your life anymore. And this com this commonly felt anticipation is not there anymore. Yeah, so somehow really beautiful. 